listening to the PCAST. Each week we take you around Austin P, the athletics department, sometimes Clarksville, and occasionally the OVC to give you the full scope of what's unfolding around us. I am Colby Wilson, he is Dylan Schwartz, and here we are for the final time in 2018. Consider it our gift to you. Dylan, how are you? I'm great about yourself. Doing all right. Ready for Christmas. I am as well. If you haven't already, uh, check out our pod special with new head coach Mark Hudspeth of the football team. Uh, tremendous interview with a guy earning respect one person at a time in this community. Very impressive. Uh, Dylan, do you have anything else to add before we get into last week? Besides uh, wallowing in the two back-to-back losses the Patriots have had, not really. Yeah, you're the only one. <laughs> On the hardwood last week, men's basketball exercised some demons with a 95-68 win against Purdue-Fort Wayne. First win in five tries against the Mastodons, avenging a 40-point loss in December of 2016. The Govs 3-0 to open the home slate for the first time since 2005-2006, open December at 3-0 for the first time since 2009-2010, and on the first four-game winning streak of the season now. And a lot of that comes down to defense, dominant of late, Averaging 30.3 points off turnovers in the last four games and owning a plus 39 turnover margin in their last five. Terry Taylor's career high 32 points and 11 boards against the Mastodons earned him OVC and TSWA Player of the Week honors well-deserved for the Bowling Green native. The MASH unit's still alive and well for the Governors with only nine dressing once again on Saturday. That's what made this win a bit more impressive than the one against Calvary, even though it was a large margin victory against the Warriors. The short bench saw guys like Jabari McGee step up with 20 points against Purdue-Fort Wayne. And in his return from injury, freshman Antoine Butler provided an excellent uh, and steady hand at point guard for the Governors. Unfortunately for the women's team, they did not have as successful as a game as the men as they went on the road to take on Evansville. The Govs had not won in Evansville, whether that be at the Meeks Family Fieldhouse where they played or in the Ford Center where the OVC basketball tournament is played. They had not won there since 2001. And uh, unfortunately for the Govs, shooting just did not just did not happen. And they had a great third quarter in terms of it, but the other three quarters, the shots just simply weren't falling. Uh, Maya LaFleur came off, um, had a career-high 15 points off of the bench, and um, the Govs needed somebody to provide a spark as leading scorer and rebounder Ariel Gonzalez Ariel Gonzalez-Varner missed the game due to injury, and the other main inside post player in Kellen Canal was very limited as well with an injury of her own. Um, the Govs still kept it close, and even though it was teetering on the brink of getting out of range when they were down 12 in the third quarter, the Govs brought it all the way back, including even taking the lead, went into the fourth, uh, only down one, went up three with about 6.40 to go in the game, and unfortunately they you know, simply didn't score the rest of the way, and you just, you just have to make shots in order to, to, to get those done. And uh, there wasn't a lack of effort or energy or anything, and they had great defense. They only held Evansville to nine points in the fourth quarter. Um, a couple more shots would have uh, fallen. The Govs would have been walking out of there with a win, but unfortunately, um, you know, just went cold at the wrong time. Yeah, it happens sometimes. Basketball is like that. Uh, with very little else happening, uh, the, big, the big news this week is obviously the second year of National Signing Day football's early period uh the governor's pretty active here uh, with head coach mark hudspeth just days on the job has already brought in a pretty quality signing class uh for the austin govs yeah coach hud bringing in 11 in the early signing period includes nine high school seniors a prep school transfer and one mid-year transfer from mississippi state six of the additions hail from tennessee three from alabama and then one each come from kentucky and mississippi uh, one of the focal points of this early signing period for Hudspeth and 
um, any of his newly minted staff are um, talent along the offensive and defensive fronts. The Govs' offensive line lost three four-year starters to graduation. The defensive line also lost three starters to graduation. So those six of the incoming uh, class will play along the line of scrimmage with the Govs and hopefully provide um, valuable game time and can slot right in as freshmen. Um, it's been a world whirlwind week for Coach Hud. Um, announces the 20th head football coach on Tuesday, December 11th, and they hosted a recruiting event this past weekend. So among all of his other duties, including uh, his interview on this podcast, so again, that's a plug for you guys to check that out. Um, he had to evaluate recruits in just a week's time and decide, you know, who to sign and um, decide who could possibly still be coming here in the spring. So there's a lot more work to do for Coach Hud, and I think um, he's pleased with the 11 people that he assigned to be a part of the next Austin P football class. And that also leaves him with plenty of scholarships available uh, during the regular signing period, which begins in February, and also gives him a little bit more time to to get out there, hit the recruiting trail, assemble his staff, and figure out what's going to work for him and what's going to work for that staff as we move into the next era of Austin P football. And that's it. We'll take a break and wrap this up, and we will bring on Greg LeBan of the Austin P baseball team uh, as this week's guest right after this. Our guest today, baseball player. Uh, baseball players are an interesting kind of sort of different breed, even from their other peers in other sports. And today we have Greg LeBan with us, reliever on the baseball team, and a man who marches to his own beat. Greg, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. So, I want to lead off with Mo Bamba, uh, and I'm, I want to make sure, are we talking about the song of the basketball player? Uh, People uh, told me I had to ask you about Mo Bamba. Uh, originally, you know, me being a college basketball fan, uh, really like Mo Bamba. Um, followed Kansas a lot and got to see Mo Bamba play a lot at Texas. And uh, then kind of just discovered the song Mo Bamba by Shekwes, and it's pretty catchy and uh, always always pretty fun around the boys and and all that. So now it's about the song, but you know it's a it 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 really gets me going. I guess you know it's exciting. I, the first half of this is going to be me asking questions that other people told me I had to ask you. I just want you to know that up front that I didn't think some of this up on my own. Why is it important to throw hard? Um, it's important to throw hard because uh, it helps uh, it helps your other pitches even be even better. So like, uh, if you have just an average fastball and an average curveball, then you're just average. But if you have an an above average fastball with your velocity and then average curveball it's gonna play that curveball up and you know it's gonna keep those hitters off balance even more so it's it's always important to try to get that edge for the against the hitters so you're a twin yep identical how did you not know you were the older twin for 16 uh, years um it was just kind of uh just didn't come up well like <laughs> So my dad's actually an identical twin too, and 
he is the younger one and it is just kind of um he's like well you know what we don't really want them to know because it's really not that big of a deal because you know it's like i think it's like 10 minutes or something like that so really not it's like the mi- most minute detail so i don't know i don't really i don't really take too much pride in being the uh older one of us too so what's what's life like as a twin where you're you know you guys were constantly underfoot of your parents grew up together did everything together i'm assuming uh, your brother is a baseball player at kansas i'm assuming there's a lot of time spent at baseball fields does it get tiring having a sibling constantly around underfoot um you know sometimes um i know for sure like when we were in the like eight to like 13 14 range and like there's a lot of bickering and we were like we'd fight a lot and like whoever like we always play a lot of video games and play catch and all that and play basketball and you know we're always like getting mad at (laughs) whoever for beating up on each other and um but you know now nowadays since we're a little bit more mature it's it's really nice like always always got someone to talk to always got someone to um just have that really good relationship with where like if i if i do poorly he's like well you know what try this try that and you know just uh a good support relationship now so how's your relationship with him changed because he got drafted over the summer right yeah yeah um mainly the same like nothing really changed too much because i mean we're both still away from home but like it's still like uh he's definitely gotten a little bit more mature just being on his own and um you know him being a professional athlete now uh after getting drafted and signing so um definitely has to get his um job done in regards to baseball and all that so you're from the great state of washington (laughs) what are the kind of the differences between washington and tennessee um you know and Believe it or not, you know, it doesn't get as cold in Washington as it does here, at least where I am. And uh, it's been getting pretty cold and haven't really been liking it. Um, no snow yet, which is kind of disappointing because it's been so cold. But, you know, the big difference is, like, uh, just people are real welcoming here. Not that people aren't welcoming back home, but, you know, people kind of go the extra mile, I think, here. And, uh what is it? Oh, it gets really hot in the summer too. I mean, that 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 too. I mean, I actually need air conditioning here. <laughs> What's the most consistent thing you've experienced in your stays in Washington, Kansas, where you did JUCO, and now here? How are people similar across the nation? Uh, I mean, I think for the most part, you know, people people want to do the right thing and um, help each other out when in need. Um, like I remember, I remember when, I mean, I first uh, came here and. Uh, people were very, very welcoming and I mean I had the same experience um, just growing up in Washington and then also at Colby and at my JUCO uh, people were just very welcoming to me and just um, really genuine so that always helps just being around good people. You've done three schools now uh, us Colby and then briefly at uh, Bradley how's the experience shape you not only as a ball player but as a person? Um you know, it's helped shame me a lot because, I mean, I uh, it, it it makes you go be outgoing, and you know, talk to people because 
if you don't, you're going to just kind of be miserable, like just being the new guy the whole time. So, I mean, it was definitely an adjustment, uh, like a huge culture shock going to Colby, which is just the middle of nowhere, like 5,000 people. And, I mean, all we had was the, the baseball team, really, and then the other sports teams. So it wasn't, it wasn't very – it was a lot different, so I had to just kind of be outgoing and all that. And then transferring here, you know, there's just a ton of people – a ton of people like I'm used to back home and um, exciting, exciting with Nashville and being by a big city like that. So just uh, being being in that fashion is just kind of helped change the perspective that I've gotten over the years. Why do you wear a mouthpiece when you lift? Um, <laughs> so like uh, I've seen uh, I kind of follow some like power lifters and some some. Uh, strong men and there's this one uh brian shaw wor world strongest man and he like sponsors it uh sponsors this specific one and wears it all throughout and david price actually does too uh on the red Sox. but like i don't know i just kind of tried it out and it's pretty comfortable like it sounds sounds pretty dorky and all that but it's pretty looks looks pretty dorky too <laughs> but uh it's definitely comfortable uh and helps me a little bit because I, I grind my teeth and it's not very comfortable when I do that I have to go back to the not knowing you're a twin until you were 16 <laughs> thing did you never ask I mean we would ask like every time we would ask we would get the it doesn't matter like <laughs> <laughs> like our our mom would be like it, it's up to your dad <laughs> and then our dad would just be like it doesn't matter. <laughs> Did he finally just get tired of being asked and be like, fine, you're um, the oldest? Uh, I think it was just kind of like a sudden thing. And then it was just like, it was no, it was like no, no climax. It was just like, we just found out and it was like, well, oh, I, well. yeah, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> that was less than I expected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing too crazy with that. All right. Uh, let's do either or and why. Rick Vaughn or Nuke Lelouch? Uh, I mean, R Rick Vaughn. I think, I mean, he's he's pretty cool. He's, I mean, he's the wild thing, you know. He, I mean, he's, like, intimidating, but he's, like, goofy at the same time kind of thing, and it's pretty cool. Lover or fighter? Uh, I mean, I'd say, I'd say both. Wow, that way to be middle of the road. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, I... <laughs> I got in my moments of being a lover and a fighter, so I don't want to pick sides right now. <laughs> dogs or cats? Oh, dogs. Dogs, no doubt. No. Steak or chicken? Uh, probably just, probably, probably steak. Um, especially, like, I don't know, at Chipotle, it, they got some good steak, so. Heat or humidity? Oh, heat. Fart or burp? <laughs> oh, fart. <laughs> Running or lifting? Oh, lifting, lifting, no, no doubt, no doubt. Because of the mouthpiece? Oh, oh, mouthpiece, mouthpiece for sure. <laughs> Field of Dreams or the Sandlot? Uh, the Sandlot. Really, not a, not as much on Costner. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I was originally gonna say Field of Dreams or for love of the game. I'm glad I changed. I mean, that. I, I would have picked Field of the Dream, Field of Dreams then. I mean, I don't know. Field of Dreams is a good movie. It's pretty, it's cool. Peanuts or Cracker Jack? 
I don't know. I mean, you get the peanuts in the Cracker Jacks too. So I don't know. I'll probably just go Cracker Jacks. You get the nice, nice uh, prize in it too. So <laughs> you've done summer ball in Virginia and Canada. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I uh, after I redshirted um, my freshman year, I played in uh, Edmonton, Alberta, in Canada, and uh, it was pretty cool. Uh, people were real nice there, and uh, traveling was very, very long, but. I mean, it was a pretty good competition, and it was a uh, cool experience. And then, yeah, last or this past summer, I played in Martinsville, Virginia, in the Coastal Plain League, and it was it was a really good time. I, I loved it, and uh, definitely recommend it for everyone else on the team and all that. Is there is summer ball in the states a step up from what you get in Canada, or is the yeah. level of competition still about the same? Yeah, for sure, it, it's definitely better here in most are like in the top end of the leagues but i mean in canada is a good league and um mainly just want i don't know just wanted to be in the u.s a little bit um because in the canadian league a lot of them are um back home and i mean they'll go to school in the u.s and then go back home and play summer ball in canada so um plus i ne i never really you get a with summer ball sometimes you get to spend a summer in a place that you've never been to so uh going to virginia and spending a summer there was an opportunity that i i don't think i could have passed up and all that yeah i guess canada being right over the border from you in washington's kind of hmm, yeah yeah for sure you know you obviously go to new places you have to experience new things all the time when you're in a new place whether it's school summer ball how do you like to explore a place and begin to understand it um, you know, I just kind of like to see, see what they've got. Like, um, I know like when I, uh, when, when I got to Colby, uh, you know, it was in the middle of nowhere and, uh, I'd never g really gone like fishing or anything. Um, and went fishing a couple of times and, you know, tried to embrace the culture, so to speak. And like here in, uh, Tennessee, obviously Nashville, you know, Music City with all the country music, uh, trying to listen to that a little bit and all that. Were you a big country fan before you got here? Um, I, I absolutely hated country. I'd say like my first 18 years or 19 years. And then I got to Colby and I was like, all right. But then, um, now in Clarksville, uh, definitely like country and yeah. Screaming Eagle Ready Mix LLC is a locally owned concrete company known for its hometown service. For reliable ready mix setup and concrete services without hassle, call on the professionals at Screaming Eagle Ready Mix at 931-553-4101. That's 931-553-4101. I've been told that you ask a lot of questions. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look what makes you so inquisitive? Um, You know, it was just kind of, I think it was just kind of, uh, well, my dad raised us to be like because um, he would always be like, if you want to know something, look it up. So, like, he would he would be – I'd be like, uh, why is this this way? And he'd be like, look it up and f find out why. And uh, just that, that kind of curiosity just kind of has just, like, definitely made me want to learn more and more about um, whatever it is. Do you find that that gets you in trouble on occasion? Uh, 
I think a little bit just because, uh, you know, I, uh, I'm very opinionated as well. So like, uh, if there, if there is a, a, something in regards to baseball or something in regards to sports and I'm, I've got this, uh, very out there view compared to others, then I'm, I'm like, gets me in trouble a little bit when, when they're all, uh, against me and I'm all <laughs> on my own. So what is, what's one of these out there views? Um, I gotta have that now. Um, I'd say just like the, uh, well, I'm a, I'm a fan of, uh, KU athletics of Kansas athletics. And, you know, uh, one of, one of my good friends, Casey Krieger is a big, uh, Tennessee volunteer friend, volunteer fan. And, uh, I like to poke at him a good amount about like, uh, just the sports and, uh, what's another one? Um, Krieger does think he knows everything. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think just in baseball and like the data a little bit, definitely, definitely opinionated in there and, uh, definitely want to learn more and all that. That was one of the next things I wanted to ask about. You're part of this newer breed of ball players that has a lot more data at your disposal analytics and advanced analytics are becoming a bigger part of the game how do you use that um uh, you know mainly just try to use this use the data that we've got to help us get better like uh one of the, some of the big things that uh i like to look at you know our um strike percentage like first strike percentage and then like uh whiff rate which is um, swing and miss rate and then like just uh, some others like um, what's my like average fastball or average slider and stuff like that just trying to see how I can use this data when and have the data points when I'm good and have the data points when I'm bad and be like well we need to find this medium so that I can always be good or always always strive to be a little bit better each outing how comprehensive is that in the college game because I know with the pro game, there's baseball prospectus, there's fan graphs, there's all these different – Brooks Baseball, yeah. all these different places you can go that have their unique set of stats. How prevalent is it in the college game? Um, I'd, say, I'd say it's getting there. I mean, they've got so many resources up there and the minors and in the majors that, uh, that we just don't have. And, um, but we definitely try to keep up with it. I know we – we got this new thing uh, last year, which was this uh, um, spray chart uh, resource. And it, I mean, we kind of we we kind of shift around a little bit, uh, not as much as in the MLB because you know they've just got so much data. But like we we're favoring towards moving our players in st certain spots, and you know we're we're trying to uh, pick the right pitches and you know, find those weaknesses that we can exploit on the other team. Is that a trickle-down effect that you see from the program coming to college where it's become more data-driven and so college coaches and college players have felt compelled to adjust some? Uh, yeah, for sure. I think it's, al it's almost like up and down, too, because, you know, there's, uh, there, there's been uh, MLB, co or MLB teams that have actually picked up college coaches and so it's like we're giving and taking on both ends because, like, uh, an example of us taking from the pro game is that uh, 
we're looking at the the spin rates and the how the balls are moving the spin axis and all that and i mean like we got this new technology uh rap soda which measures that stuff and then an example of the pro game taken from us is like there's been multiple coaches just this just within this month that have taken jobs at the mlb level as like directors of um, player development and whatever capacity is baseball a game that encourages or discourages questions uh i'd say i'd say it depends on who you ask there because there's there's definitely the 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 one side which is like this is how it is and this is how it will be and then there's the side where it's like oh yeah well this is how it has been well let's figure out how it will be and it's just it's just one of those games i think where it makes me ask a lot of questions because you know there's there's certain times when i see a ball that that spins a certain way and i'm like how did that happen like if i see if i see this one pitch i'm like how did he throw it that way and how did he get that um hitter to swing like that or you know i see that the hitter and i'm like how did he hit that ball like that because that was so impressive so definitely makes me ask a lot of questions all right well this will wrap up our our time here with the modified prowse questionnaire what is your favorite word oh I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I I've got a I've got a lot of favorite sayings, but uh, favorite word. Um, I'm not I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Well, the next question is pretty similar. What's your least favorite word? Um, least favorite word. I'd say probably like can't, can't or won't. Something like that. Like, I try to stay, try to stay as much, stay as positive as I can, and you know, getting the habit of saying those words, then, you know, doesn't doesn't really do me much good, whether it be in um, sports or in school and all that. Who or what inspires you? Oh, uh, just kind of, kind of like the unknown. I mean, there's there's times when you know, nobody knows like what's gonna happen necessarily and I mean that that high of achieving after the unknown like nobody knows what's going to happen on the next pitch but the but when you get that swing and miss or you get that clutch hit it's a very rewarding feeling I'd say so probably the unknown what's the last book you read for fun um I I I'm reading it right now, but it's like the it's the complete guide to pitching by uh, Derek Johnson. So I'm still reading it, but that's the that's the last book that I've been reading for fun. What's your worst habit? Um, probably probably just I I tend to I tend to uh, emphasize my words a little bit too much and. Um, cuss a little bit too much I'd say but that that's probably the worst habit I try to try to stay away from it but it just happens sometimes what's the most terrifying situation you've ever found yourself in oh um, 
probably like this summer I was driving and I mean where I was in Virginia wasn't where I where I lived at least wasn't very populated and uh I'm driving at night and this deer just came out of nowhere and I mean I had to slam on the brakes I mean I, I was I was very scared I thought I was gonna hit it and I was like oh no <laughs> what is your idea of happiness uh you know just kind of the fulfill fulfillness of just having the satisfaction that you you gave it your all and you know you don't necessarily ha have to have a million bucks or have all the accolades but just something that you could put put everything into and you know get that whether because you know that you put in everything and if you if it didn't work out you know at least you gave it your all what's your idea of misery um, probably just the opposite, you know, not giving, not giving any effort and having, having the, the misery of just failing because you didn't do anything, failing because you didn't put in any effort and all that. What makes you self-conscious? Um, probably just, just whatever, what, what other people think, cause I never know what they're thinking, but I'd like to know what they're thinking, but probably best that i don't know what they're thinking what is the most embarrassing song you've ever purchased oh. um it's it's i've been uh i've been uh just using spotify re uh for a while now so i just stream it but um i guess the most re most embarrassing song that you know i like to enjoy is uh friday by rebecca black I think I think it was, it's pretty funny. So it's a good it's a bad song to love to hate. If that makes sense. How would you prefer to die? Uh, you know, ho ho hopefully in a long time and uh, just hopefully in my sleep, I guess. <laughs> if you were to be reincarnated, what would you like to come back as? I mean like maybe a better version of myself uh maybe maybe like a lion or something that'd be pretty cool what might prompt you to lie uh just the safe safety of others safety of myself um wouldn't i i don't really like to lie but i mean if i if i had to lie to keep someone safe i mean that that's just like a no-brainer to lie about something to keep someone safe what makes you hopeful I just, you know, having the ability to walk around and, you know, then that, that person could possibly be your best friend or that person could be um, your boss or that person, you could help that person out that you don't know that you've never met, but you're just passing by and just the hopefulness of that good people are out there and all that. What is our purpose in life? Um, you know, probably just to ha be a little bit of a stepping stone to the next generation, you know, try to help people out, help the next generation out and make sure that they're better off than w how we were. Baseball season's a couple of months away now. Obviously that's on the horizon for you, but what else does your future hold? Do you think? 
Um, you know, just getting my degree and uh, being being a good good son, good brother, um, good friend. Um, that that's about it. I I don't really have any uh, plans other than other than that. Just I'm just trying to enjoy the moment right now, being a being a senior and just trying to enjoy these last few months in college and and uh, on the baseball team and all that. All right. Well, thank you for your time today. I appreciate you sitting down with me, Greg Lebanon. Thanks for having me. Things have now come to a complete halt for Austby in terms of basically everything. We got three games on the schedule between now and January 3rd. All men's basketball classes are out. This place is basically a ghost town. It's easy to find parking right now, so that's a plus. Uh, between now and the next time you hear us, it'll be all men's basketball. This weekend, the Govs head back to South Florida to take part in the St. Pete shootout hosted by Eckerd College. Austin with a rematch against Campbell to open their stay in St. Pete. The Govs faced uh, the Camels in Montego Bay and will need to figure out a way to slow down Chris Clemens, the nation's leading scorer at 31 points a game. He put up 34 against the Govs in Mo Bay and nearly drug the Camels to an upset at Georgetown the following game with 45, but he's coming off a season-low 21 points against the Citadel. Pending results, the Govs then play either Liberty or Alabama State to close out the event. A sweep in Florida would give Austin its first six-game winning streak since the final two regular season games and all four OVC tournament games at the end of the magical 2016 season. And then post-Christmas, the Govs will end the non-conference slate with a visit to Arkansas, their second SEC foe in as many months, and the second time they have visited Fayetteville since 2016. And after those three games, then it's time for the conference season, which starts on January 3rd. The women, uh, they do not play again until January 3rd. As we mentioned, all the games are simply for the men's basketball team. So after the game against Arkansas, um, both teams are here for doubleheaders on January 3rd against Eastern Kentucky. Um, That is a Thursday, then... That Saturday, the the 5th, they also play another doubleheader against Moorhead State. So it will be a very exciting time for these next three games for the men's team and then as we open up in 2019, the conference season. Um, And that means when we're going from transitioning from 2018 to 2019, you got to have Christmas in there. It's got to be wedged in there somewhere. Oh, hey, that's that's not true. Some (laughs) people don't celebrate Christmas. Well, that that is true. And... It's I'm just, still. I'm just saying you don't have <laughs> to have it. I'm gonna have it. You're gonna oh, have yeah, I'm it. Gonna have don't, it. don't you be forcing Christmas on other people. Oh, I would. I would never. I would never force Christmas on anyone. Um, but we thought it'd be a great idea to list some of our favorite Christmas movies, and and Colby wants to start it off. And by he thought we thought it'd be a great idea. What he means is I thought it'd be a great idea, and told him he had to do it. <laughs> Mine are, a Charlie Brown Christmas, a Christmas Story, the Santa Claus, Muppets Christmas Carol, and Home Alone Two: Lost in New York. I thought that's one of the very rare instances where the sequel was far superior to the original source material. Now, I don't have a concrete top five, but I do appreciate... Dylan's bad at following directions. <laughs> I do appreciate 
Home Alone, the entire series, really. Although if I did have to pick a favorite one, it probably would be Home Alone 2, honestly. Are you uh, appreciative of Home Alone 3? I thought Home Alone 3 was pretty bad. Honestly, it for me, if it goes 2-1-3. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, and also big fans, uh, a big fan of Ch- the Charlie Brown Christmas and the Santa Claus. Um, personally, a lot of people, if they were in my position, would say the movie Elf. And while it's a good movie, I think it's a little overrated, honestly. And that might that I might offend. Disagree. Uh, yeah, I think we're gonna catch some heat on that. That might offend some people, but you know, I have my reasons. I'm not gonna disclose them on here. If you wanna. If you want to talk to me about Elf, then... Dylan has scandalous reasons yeah. why he <laughs> thinks Elf is overrated. Yeah. I'd say, though, my favorite Christmas movie of all time probably has to be the National Lampoon's Family Christmas. I am a huge fan you of that. You don't even say the name right. Wait a minute. Are you talking about the Chevy Chase? I am. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, my Whatever favorite. that movie it's is. My favorite. <laughs> I don't even know what the name is. Well, you knew what I was talking about, and that's, at the end of the day... You know, what you knew I was talking about, and that movie is great, and it's my favorite Christmas movie of all time. Um, so obviously, since students are on break, there is nothing on the plate com- on the plate for community service until students return. Uh, Ryan Combs also working very hard to finish up the hashtag APGovsCup page, so hopefully that gets released in due time and all the student athletes can see where they finish in the APGovsCup race. Obviously, we'll be taking something of a hiatus when it comes to social media. But not really, because we'll always have a little bit of something coming up each and every day. And get in touch, stay in touch with us on all those social media platforms. Dylan, where at? Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Let's Go P. And you can follow every individual team we have here on Twitter with the respective handles. Tyler Wi- <laughs> Tyler Wiseman. <laughs> uh, I don't out, know who's yeah. going to be more offended by that, but I'm <laughs> yeah. interested to find out. Shout out to Taylor Wiseman in Video Services and Tyler Davis in um, Digital Media. They were the ones, if you followed along with our release of the Austin P. Football Signing Day class, you had uh, those two work extremely hard to get that content out to you, so we're very appreciative of those two and how you know we're able to deliver that content to all the fans. Let's go P.com for dates, news, stories. Dylan, Cody Bush, Stephen Olay, myself, we, I mean, I say we work hard, you know, you can... Everybody's open to their own interpretation of what hard work looks like, I guess. But we got all the facts, figures, and everything you need to know about Austin over there. And again, tickets. You need to visit Katie Locke and Sydney Hooper in the ticket office. They have you covered, and it's not as timely at the moment since there are you know, no home games until January the 3rd. But you can't procrastinate. You know, Get your tickets now and avoid the wait. And as we said in the previous podcast, they make great stocking stuffers. So... Hopefully, you guys can get your significant other, significant other or Austin P fans some basketball tickets for the upcoming 2019 slate. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or directly on the website at letsgop.com slash podcast. Give us a rating and review on the podcast, five stars, five stars. And if you want to suggest a guest, let us know of a local or on-campus event we should shout out. Volunteer to babysit my child. Email us at schwartzd at apsu.edu or wilsonrc at apsu.edu. And we will talk to you guys again after the new year. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. We'll see you. Sometimes I don't really know myself Devil on my back, pray for me, Neo Angel in the front, tryna guide my steps Who do you call when you need some help? Who do you call when you by yourself? 
I just wanna 